surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. I've been challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Buzzy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only show, so far as we care to learn, diving deep on 1966's Batman, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today, we are watching episode 19, The Perfect Crime. This one was directed by James Sheldon and written by two guys this time, Stanley Ralph Ross and Lee Orgel, which sounds like Ogle, and it's probably what he was actually doing. Because you see, this episode features Catwoman, Julie Newmar. Our one-episode Wikipedia summary says, Catwoman steals some priceless art, but the importance of the crimes goes beyond the taking of the objects involved. Easily the worst one-sentence summary I've seen so far. Yeah, it's also the worst crime so far, I think. Like, it is actually a crime, unlike some of the other ones, but these cat statues look cheap. Yeah, she like, commits they, a they crime look... that looks like she's stealing something that was like at a at a like a dollar store or something. And then yeah. Batman's method of solving the crime is needlessly complex and involved. <laughs> and then as you go on, you're like, oh, that's right. They're a thing. This is all just this is like their weird foreplay. Gotcha. Yeah, I was um, looking at the title of the episode where it says Batman in color. A friend of mine sent me some pictures this weekend that he found there's action figures on sale now that are Batman TV show versions of the characters, but they're all in black and white. I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Yeah, I mean, the show's title is basically Batman in color. Who would spend money yeah. on this? The children will enjoy the black and white toys. Oh, they... They can't afford paint. Yeah. So we open this episode at the Gotham City Museum, which is conveniently just labeled Museum, at midnight right. for once, as opposed to broad daylight in the lunch hour. Right. But it's obviously not midnight. They didn't film this at night. They just tinted it gray. Yeah, they use one of those Andy Griffith show nighttime filters where you can tell that it's not nighttime and it's very obvious. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely not midnight, but it, at least they're trying. Yeah, at least they've moved crimes into not during the morning commute. <laughs> they moved them to <laughs> nighttime instead. Yeah, that cat woman. She's a genius. But she's evil's a genius afoot. who can't manage a hammer. Like she starts off trying to hammer into this case to well, steal first... this cat statue and can't break it. Well, first we get the guard who hears a cat meow and pulls his gun out immediately. He's just like, what's that? And pulls out his gun because he's never heard a cat before. Yeah, uh, I and think then, cats may have just arrived in Gotham City based on how this episode plays out. That's right. And then you get the whip effect and the poof, and his gun goes flying. Like the gun gets whipped out of his hand uh, with a whip. And then we get a cat attack a la the Eleanor Abernathy from The Simpsons, the crazy cat lady. Because all of a sudden she just like throws a cat at this guy and it's like a knockout <laughs> cat. 
so that, I don't know, the cat licks him and he falls asleep or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this comes up again later of, do they understand how cats work? <laughs> like <laughs> The show yeah. doesn't seem to get what cats do. No, it really doesn't. Then we get to the scene where the, again, we haven't seen Catwoman. We just see a hand. Uh, a hammer hits the glass. Nope. Fingernail hits the glass. Yep. She scratches a hole in it. And then she steals the, the cat statue, which does not, again, I repeat, it does not look expensive. This it looks, looks like, like a, a dollar store. Yeah. yeah. It's it not looks heavy like enough to be like gold. Your grandmother would have, like decorating a shelf. And only because somebody gave it to her and she was polite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like but, it's like a crappy Christmas gift your grandmother received in 1973 and she didn't want to say anything about it. She was like, oh. And then that relative was still coming around so she had to put it in plain sight. It's not nice. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just some garbage. One of her kids got it for her, like made it for her in school. So she's proud of it. So she kept it up. But really, it's, yeah. For it's a more a priceless recent, artifact. For a more recent comparison, it looks like the kind of crap you see cluttering up a gas station that that they stock for some reason, like their their home decor section they have in some <laughs> gas stations. That's what it looks like. It's like this yes. gaudy, trashy thing. Like, why does Catwoman want this? <laughs> exactly. But she can't manage so then, to break into the case with a hammer. Like she tries two or three times and and can't manage to do it with a hammer, so she has to do it with her claw. Right. But it's not a nice looking claw either. It's it's not like you would come to expect a razor sharp looking cat claw attached to her costume thing. It looks like somebody just didn't cut their fingernails. It's kind of yellowed. And yeah. It, and, and the shape of it is like a human fingernail that's just icky and too long. Like it's not. It's Catwoman not is uh, is absolutely Batman's crazy girlfriend. And when you watch this like with the intention of talking about it in more depth than it really was ever intended for you're like okay so she doesn't actually take like groom her eyebrows she has weird fingernails she has a weird cackle i don't feel comfortable watching batman and her play at each other like it's it's the definition of of too much contact and was it public displays of affection it's it's too much pda just to their existence yeah yeah no it was it, again We'll, we'll get to Catwoman in a minute here. We haven't even seen her yet. The next scene is in Commissioner Gordon's office where O'Hara and Gordon are discussing the crime. And they're just like, hey, uh, why is that shitty statue the only thing that got stolen? I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Gordon all but says, why is that shitty statue the only thing that got stolen? Yeah. And, and then, what's her name? Brenda or something comes in? I missed her name. His yeah, assistant. he says her name all the time on the intercom, his secretary, but I Bonnie? forget it too. Maybe it's Bonnie. Yeah, Bonnie, it's Bonnie. Bonnie. Okay, we'll go with Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie comes in with a, some weird dude just dropped this package off for you. Here you go. I'm getting out here like, before you open it, just in case it's a bomb. Yeah, he's like, define weird dude. Remember that Batman and Robin are here daily. That's right. And she's like, I don't know, he was kind of like, like a cat. Yeah. Great descriptive powers Which, there, Bonnie. I see why you're a secretary instead of a detective. Yeah. He was kind Thanks of like nothing. a cat. Anyway, here you go. Bye. Yeah. So they open the pa the package, and there's a kitten in there. It is a cute kitten. Yeah. The newspaper. <laughs> Gordon the newspaper and O'Hara are completely delighted by it. Yeah. Like, hey, there's something here in, in this cat's collar. What, it, what could it be? 
It's a newspaper clipping. What do you make of it, O'Hara? Yeah. That was his line. What What do you make of it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm folding it. I don't know. It appears to have some sort of letters on it, sir. Should I combine them into words and try to discern its meaning? Perhaps really these weird. words relate in some way to this picture, as if it were a story. Yeah. So there's a picture, an article or whatever of a some rich guy with the two of these ugly cat statues. Yeah. He's got the slow news day in Gotham City. <laughs> Old man has crappy statues. Film at 11. Yeah. Yeah. So one was on loan to the museum. The other one is on loan separately to the Gotham City Exposition at the same time. It's good. Yeah, no one wants these things. Why are you bothering the museum and the exposition <laughs> with your crappy cat statues? And in this picture of the rich guy holding the two cat statues, one of those cat statues is crossed out. It's got an X through it. What could this mean? I'm starting to think, Chief O'Hara. No, you don't mean. Yeah, I do. The Catwoman. We can't handle this. We got a call of Batman. Yeah, I mean, so far you just have a basic robbery and a crappy like ransom note with a free kitten. What what part of this do we need Batman for? Because he's going to come to the police station and also be baffled by the picture. <laughs> That's right. But first, he's not baffled by 3D chess. Uh, he's playing 3D chess with Dick Grayson. And it's quite yeah. rudimentary, actually. You just need to think 14 moves ahead. And Dick is just like, golly, think I'll just stick to Latin crossword puzzles. Just what? Why would you do Latin crossword puzzles? That's stupid, too. This is why Dick Grayson has to hang out with his with his 40-year-old like mentor person who adopted him as opposed to having a date. Yeah, he doesn't know what teenagers do, that's for sure. Maybe if you weren't doing Latin crossword puzzles, you could have found a girlfriend. <laughs> that's right. Or if you hadn't lectured Sweet Sue from the episode with the Joker and the vending machines. Yeah, or if you hadn't tried to look cool by pretending you smoke when you obviously don't. Yeah, <laughs> the dude who does Latin crossword puzzles and walks around dressed up like Billy Joel. I can't imagine why, <laughs> why his only friend is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you should just stick to botany. <laughs> yeah. Just naming just trees. Shouting the name to trees. Maple <laughs> oak. That's that's more your speed. Yeah, exactly. So when Alfred comes in, is like, phones for you, sir. Which they know to mean the bat phone. But Aunt Harriet's having none of it. She's just like, I didn't hear the phone ringing. And Alfred's just like, uh, well, madam, I was picking up the phone to do a call and someone was on the line. Yeah, like, is oh. that how, that's not how, that's not how that works, right? Like, you couldn't just has... pick up the phone to make a call and there already be someone there. I've seen it. I've had it happen a couple times where it's just like the phone is like about to ring and then you pick it up to make a call and it hasn't rung. But there's I've, I've seen it happen. OK, not like okay. on a cell phone, but like on a. On yeah, a on like phone a landline phone. Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. I just saw it as I mean, I know Alfred's lying. and I think that's why it threw me off. I was like, so you're saying you picked up the phone to make a personal call on your on your work time and there was already someone there for Bruce. Fantastic. That, phone calls, that, that attempted phone call is coming out of your salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sure hope it wasn't your family because we're blocking that number. <laughs> uh, so 
to the bat poles. They well, they pick up the phone. Oh, okay, it's Catwoman to the bat poles, and then we get the opening. Now Bruce like runs his ass off to get to that pole when he knows it's Catwoman. Yeah, he's very excited. Like Dick Grayson's still standing there with a stupid look on his face, and Bruce is already down the pole. That's right. So we get yeah, we get the the opening here. We get the opening credits, the theme song. When it comes back on, this is where they say the name of the episode and and who wrote it. Uh, my thoughts that I wrote down here was two writers and they both forgot to make the opening interesting because like <laughs> absolutely nothing interesting has happened to this point so two writers they came up with this <laughs> the, neither one of them each one thought the other one was going to write the opening bit I think so they just came up with nothing that was all improv there's a scene coming up that's absolutely painful. And now that you mentioned it, remind me that it was two writers. I'm like, Jesus, neither one of them <laughs> thought we're just erasing this entire page. <sighs> so we get None to Commissioner Gordon's office. Together at all. <laughs> we, we get to Commissioner Gordon's office and Gordon has a line like, I don't think she's going to stop at just this. And Batman ignores him, and he's just, knowing Catwoman, there's no way she's going to stop at this. And Gordon's <laughs> just like, uh, good call. Thanks. Yeah. I'll just <laughs> like go sit down. <laughs> he totally ignored him. <laughs> so, so Batman's guy comes in who owns the crappy cats, and he's really proud of himself. He's like, I got in on the ground floor of both the museum <laughs> and the exposition before they had any real displays. That's how I got my crap in there. And he's like, I can't loan them out. They're too valuable. For insurance purposes, I have to loan them out separately because no one place can hold both of these hideous statues. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. but before, before he comes in, Batman is looking at the, at the newspaper clipping that came in with the cat, and he's just like, there's significance that only one statue is crossed out. Yeah. Uh, like I, What? I, I assumed it's because she only stole one and she hasn't stolen the other one yet. Right, Isn't so it? Batman's the world's greatest detective, and I'm some moron, but I can figure out, well, she already stole this one. We can mark that off our list. Like, yeah. this is not this is not a puzzler, guys. No, and then there's a, there's a little bit, well, it's not here, it's when they get out. So first, uh, they're like, hey, rich guy, thanks for showing up. Uh, there's no time to lose. Oh, wait, and my favorite part of that was the guy who owns the cat says, ah, yes, Batman. I've followed your exploits quite closely for many years. Boy wonder. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Robin. there, Robin. <laughs> Boy and Penny. Oh, Batman. <laughs> Batman, it's such a pleasure to meet you. You're so great. I love you. You're so fantastic and wonderful. Oh, hi, Robin. <laughs> he just nods. Robin. <laughs> you add nothing. Hello. Uh. So right. there's no time to lose. We have to protect your priceless cat statue. Let's get going, Robin. O'Hara's like, will you be needing any extra police protection? And Batman's just like, what? Uh, <laughs> no offense, but I think it's better if you just sit this one out, dummy. Like, he's just like, he's just flat out like, no, I think we can probably handle this. You guys are going to get lost on the way over there anyway. So just, just sit in the corner in color. <laughs> I think we're good, guys. Thanks. <laughs> it's like that scene from rocky five where the guy comes in and beats up and beats up rocky's idiot friend and then rocky's like let's dig it outside and then the guys in the bar are like hey rock you need any help and he's like oh guys we have a pie eating contest 
And I'm like, hey, that was best scene yeah. in the movie. That was pretty good. Yeah. You knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? Yeah. No, that's a great, great movie. The fat guy yeah. rushes over and says, you need any help, Rock? <laughs> like, that one scene saved that movie. Yeah, it was good. I mean, most people would disagree with us, but I think it was good. I oh, yeah. But I, I, I perceive badness as good, so... the original rocky that's the good one yeah no that was a serious drama i like it when he felt when he makes fun of a fat guy for enjoying pie (laughs) that's right so back back to gotham city batman and robin are in the batmobile before the little uh, lesson here they're discussing the crime okay so what is what else is going to happen here she's going to steal this cat and then she's going to steal the rest of his stuff and I thought for a, just a second, there was a hint of like, this is going to actually be interesting. What if Catwoman is using this to trick them into going to the other cat and she goes to his house and steals all the rest of his stuff while they're not there? That would make sense. That would be a smart plan. Uh, that's not the plan, though. That's yeah, not we hadn't we actually met Catwoman yet when you came up with that plan to know, oh, she's just she's high functioning crazy. Got it. She couldn't come up with that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. But we do get a nice lesson here. So for the first time ever, Batman puts on a seatbelt, like where we get to see it, I think. And it's yeah. like a very obvious, like weird up over his belly button kind of seatbelt. And he goes to start the car and it won't start. And he's like, Robin, you need to be wearing your seatbelt, chum. And he's like, oh, come on. It's only a few blocks. And he's just like, son. You're going to be getting your driver's license soon, and you're going to be able to drive the Batmobile and other things too. And you need to think about safety. And he's like, "Golly, Batman, you're right." And then he puts on his seatbelt. It was just a strange lesson that. Yeah, a strange lesson that went over really well for Batman. Like, my wife also doesn't wear, tend to wear seatbelts, and if I made that case to her, she'd be like, "Well, thanks for your best effort, idiot. I'm still not going to put on a seatbelt. Thanks for telling me I'm going to drive a car." <laughs> That, that'll convince me <laughs> that's strange she should wear a seatbelt though i mean that's just that's that's for safety yeah yeah safety and also that would help with the insurance if you were flying through the windshield yeah which is I'd probably what batman's thrown. getting at he doesn't really care if robin's safe or not he's just like look eh, i've got a lot riding on you if you go flying through that windshield <laughs> i really need to be able to take it to the court and say he had a seatbelt on it was that it was that fred merch level on his chest he was safe <laughs> Yeah, and how am I going to explain this to Aunt Harriet? Right. Like, I accidentally Dick? tore him in Oh, him. he got lost in the woods. Oh, okay. Can we have roast? <laughs> That's right. You should show your wife that scene, though, and maybe it'll... Hey, honey, I just want you to see this really cool scene about seatbelt safety. Look, Burt Ward put a seatbelt on. Are you saying <laughs> you're better than Burt Ward? <laughs> or are you saying Don't that Burt that. Ward doesn't factor into your decisions? Either way. <laughs> Either way, I'm starting to rethink this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> There's What's two things I won't tolerate. There's two two things I won't tolerate in a romantic life partner. <laughs> That's disrespecting Burt Ward and also disrespecting Burt Ward. That's number one and number two on my list. That's disrespecting Burt Ward and thinking you're better than Burt Ward. And I see you've crossed both off your list. Uh, <laughs> Bert Ward appears in the window and is like, I don't even give myself <laughs> that much credit. Back out, back out. Okay, so Boy, back to Gotham City. 
back in Gotham, we we cut to uh, Catwoman's lair, where her two goons are like talking about this priceless statue and like, golly, it's got to be worth millions. Too bad she'll never sell it. How do we get our cut? And she's like, stop whining or I'll whip you. And again, yeah. still like just in silhouette, we haven't seen the Catwoman yet until she walks over and turns on the light and the light switch is like twisting the head of an ugly, hideous, snarling cat, <laughs> like stuffed cat, like a taxidermy cat statue. And she like turns the head and I, that's the worst light switch I've ever seen. Yeah. That pro- the property value of that place is just in the toilet right now because just the stupid design choices like that. She makes a lot of bad decisions. Like she has her goons, Leo and Felix, wear like leather vagina hats. Like they look like the, they look like the women's suffrage, like protest hats from a few years ago. Like only they're leather and black instead of pink. But otherwise, yeah, it looks like a vagina hat. Yeah, they're really strange. Uh, I wrote down here. I, I don't think anyone's ever noticed this or commented on this before. But uh, Catwoman is a is a lady. And and she's uh you know, she's kind of pretty. Yeah. So I don't I know. That might be a before that Julie Newmar is, is pretty. I think that's been. That's oh. Been... oh, they have. I thought maybe we'd be the first to have broken this this news story. No. All right. I do so like though that... she goes and gets the history of Gotham, and then she starts to read this article about Captain Manx, and she starts to like purr and cackle while she's sitting on her couch. And I was like, are they gonna cut away before she starts to touch herself? Like, yeah, they kept the, cam- the camera on her for a really long time. That woman's just aggressively, creepily sexual. But before they do that, they also have, a, like, she's, like, holding a cat and then, like, passes it off to a goon. And, like, it gets, like they're just passing this cat around as, like, a prop, like a, a live cat. It's and like the cat the is not impressed. in The Simpsons. You have to be yeah. holding the cat to speak. It's just, it's dumb. Why are you doing that? I know cats are your thing, but just don't pick up the cat like one of her goons at a point and she's like i can't hear you unless you're holding the the speaking cat (laughs) and she hands him the speaking cat and he's like there's a fucker and she's like "Ah!" especially just because every other instance of cats we've seen so far they're like knocking people unconscious yeah again cats the the show was not aware of cats prior to this week's episode (laughs) so i think they're magical okay and uh, they have nine lives. That proves it. They're magic. This is going to be really, we want really lots of cat facts in this episode. So we're going to get two writers in who apparently have never heard of cats. Do you men know of any cat facts? Um, <laughs> I know it's not a dog. That works. Come on in. That's right. So now we're back to the Batcave. And this is the weird Batcave action scene. I am, yeah. I, don't know, I is... had no idea what the hell they were doing until thankfully Alfred asked on behalf of the audience, what the hell are you doing? And Batman explained it, but but it's 10 minutes into it before Alfred asked that question. Yeah, they pull into the Bat the bat Cave. The Batmobile spins around quite quickly compared to normal, like on its turntable rotisserie deal to like point it back out the cave. And uh, he's just like, Alfred, help Robin with the auxiliary power jam. Oh, okay. And then Robin's immediately just like, ready to go with the auxiliary power, Jim. And like, oh, Alfred wasn't much help. Then we see him and him. he helps in a second. But I thought that was pretty funny. It's like they, they plug a big, like, 
like one of those things for milking a cow, you know, like those automatic like yeah. milking a cow things yeah. into the exhaust hole of the of the Batmobile, and then flick a switch. It's like leaking out yellow gas or something. It's really weird. And some it's of the like, gas comes out of the dairy thing. Like it's it's seeping into the cave. I don't know what your plan is here, but you're all gonna die of asphyxiation. That's right. And then Batman does some science stuff. Uh, where is this good? Crank the power output up to 17000KWs. Okay, gotcha. 17000KWs. And then he's got some tongs and some beakers and some stuff. And he's just saying sciencey kind of words, but nothing is really happening here. It's it's strange. Yeah, not a bit of it makes any sense. And then finally Alfred is like, if I may hazard to ask, sir. What the hell is the point of any of this? Turns out it's to put it's to spray one of the cats with tracking spray. Yeah. Like we've seen Batman do this a thousand times where he puts a tracker on something to track where the criminal is. It never required all of this. Like no. Although although in the, the last point of this. Although the last time we saw the tracker, I think was in the Mad Hatter episode, and that didn't work that well. That fell out. Yeah. Almost immediately. So maybe so he's now he's gone new... from trackers that are just that just fall out at random to now I spray shit down with exhaust from my car. It works a lot better. Yeah, so we can track it with the battometer, but we'll get there <clears throat> when we get there. It's also a funny bit. So we've got it. We put it in this high pressure spray can. Now we can track this thing. Let's get out of here. Or they go to the the Gotham City Exposition where they line up to go inside with everybody else. And the guy at the counter, the ticket guy, is like, hey, Batman, Robin, come here. So they get to cut the line, which is very unlike Batman, but I'll allow it just for sake of speed. And uh, he's like, you guys going in? You you working today? You, you solving a crime? It's like, oh, we'd rather not say. Okay, well, there's no charge. You guys go on in. And they're like, no, no, we'd rather pay. It's the, Strange. Yeah, we're going to knock a guy out of his place in line, but we're going to still pay. So then they they go in. He phones the uh, Catwoman because this is I didn't realize this was this was Leo here. I didn't think so, it was. He looks totally different, a different hat. Yeah, yeah, I didn't recognize him without his hat with the ears on it. So he phones Catwoman. He's like, "Yeah, Batman and Robin are here." She's like, "Great. What time is it? Oh, time for a cat nap. Watch me lay down." Yeah. Apparently she had just woken up and she's like, wonderful, and goes back to bed. Batman's really got a prize. Yeah, she's like, I clean myself with a rag on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've washed myself for the day. I guess I'll go back to bed. Yeah, she's... Before my boyfriend arrives, the only man who will have me. (laughs) So now it's nighttime. Batman and Robin are inside the exposition. It's like, I'm going to go check the doors, chum. Radio me if you see anything. It will take me exactly three minutes and 20 seconds to check the doors. Yeah. It odd that that was really right odd. To... I was like, how would you know the exact number of seconds? I time myself by checking the doors. Strange. <laughs> I've done this six times since we arrived. It takes exactly this amount of time. Right. So then Robin is by himself guarding the, guarding the statue. And we hear the telltale meow of the magic knockout cat. Robin yes. barely gets a message out over the bat radio to Batman, just like, eh, I'm. Eh. Did you pick up on the fact that this whole scene is Ghostbusters? 
<laughs> it really is. I didn't. It's Ghostbusters. It's Slimer. Yeah. Yeah. Like Batman goes off, and then Robin's there spraying the cat still, and then Catwoman chucks a cat at him, and he blacks out. <laughs> he gets on his gets on his like talkie walkie talkie device, and he's like, "Ray, Ray, hurry! It's slime me!" And then Batman or Ray is like, "Vigman, Vigman!" And like running down the halls, it's it's Ghostbusters. Like this whole scene was just Ghostbusters. That's fantastic. I didn't I didn't catch the parallel there. Yeah, to the point of I'm sure Dan Aykroyd probably wrote that scene based off this scene. Like it it plays exactly like Ghostbusters. He uh did you realize that his family was like really into ghost hunting and that stuff and that's what it was that's what gave him the idea for the the movie. They were legit paranormal researchers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Dan Aykroyd's into all kinds of wacky shit. Like um his original Ghostbusters script was about time travel. And he and John Belushi traveled through time fighting ghosts. But then John Belushi had an overdose and that wasn't going to work. And he was going to recast it. And uh, Harold Ramos read the script and was like, okay, so this would cost roughly a grillion dollars. Why don't we doll this back a bit? <laughs> Crazy. Once again, back in Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> Batman confronts the Catwoman and says, you devil, what have you done with Robin? And she's like, what? You won't even say hello to me? Get him, fellas. And then the goons jump out and we get... Once again, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words recap. Sims fighting words. In this episode, we get zap, crack, crunch, Rack, oof, and thwack. Amazingly, no, the rack noise is not from the moment when Batman kicks a dude in his balls. <laughs> Although, once that again, been amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. I like how in this fight, Batman hits Catwoman's goons backhanded several times. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's it's just Batman by himself fighting these two dudes and uh it's a it's a good back and forth scuffle. Yeah, it's pretty and, good. I liked it. Um I usually enjoy Robin's feral contributions to a fight, but uh you, you see in this fight, and it could be just because Batman's fighting two, you know, guys with nothing else going on in their lives except dressing up like cats and wearing vagina hats, but Batman kicks the shit out of both of them. Like he didn't need Robin for this. You know, I do miss Robin's energy that he brings to a fight, though. Speaking of Robin, during the melee, uh, Batman bumps into a sarcophagus or something, and Robin falls out. So he yeah, found he him. just flops out. Yeah. This fight's over, and he's just like, Robin, old chum, here, take the universal drug antidote, because some cat pun poison is on you or something. Yeah, I'd never heard the word he said before. It was like, you got poisoned with catadine or something. And I was like, oh, I thought he just didn't know. I thought he just thought cats did that naturally. Okay. Yeah, so I assume he what... coated its claws in catadine or something, and that's how it manages to knock people out. They just didn't know that little detail. But would that not be like, would that not affect the cat? I, I think. I mean, cats sheath their claws when they're not using them. So you would think the cat would just black out too, but yeah, I don't like think it's supposed to wake it up and about it. I guess not. So then we're back in the Batmobile. They show the Batometer with like, it's just like a 
it's a weird screen with random like there's just like arrows shooting out in all directions yeah it's it broken like, it's concentrated epilepsy it's just arrows flashing as fast as possible there's no way but, that's useful like three arrows like out from the center of the screen just in all directions and i was like it looks broken i wrote down battle arrows in all directions looks broken then immediately robin says the battle meter is functioning perfectly and i was like oh okay <laughs> i stand corrected robin it's time to take the car in for a tune-up so then we cut to Catwoman's lair. She's like, you guys, Catwoman's ready for ambush. Are you ready for an ambush? Uh, and Kevin Spacey, I wrote down. I think that guy's Kevin Spacey. He's like, yes. Yeah, he's like, Felix. like Kevin Spacey, now that you mention it. He did. He reminded me of Kevin Spacey, the way he said yes there. And he's like, yeah, we're ready. I was like, hey, that is, I think that's Kevin Spacey. And then Felix, you can brush my pussy willows. And I was just like, what? Yeah, I was like, take that, censors. Yeah, and then he does like she's got a, a vase of them on her desk or whatever. But like, and she's like, "And don't brush the fur the wrong way this time." <laughs> so, yeah, it was very Austin Powers. I was like, "Yeah, man, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I liked that. I was uncomfortable there. You know, Catwoman gets all this press for oh, she's so hot and sexy and. Julie Newmar is great. And I'll give you, I'll grant you Julie Newmar is great. She's she's really easy, easily is the best Catwoman. But I think all the TV show villains are the best version of that villain. Um, but I had not seen her on the show, like in the actual show in context for a long, long time. And seeing it now, I'm like, she's really crazy and off-putting. And if I knew her in person, I would actively avoid her. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely, I agree. She's a, a lovely lady and a fine actress, but she's playing this character as an actual crazy cat lady. Yeah, yeah. She's Batman's crazy girlfriend, and yeah. it, they, 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 they nail it. Like, some things never change, and crazy girlfriends are one of them. Like, if this was it's your a... friend's crazy girlfriend, you'd be like, oh, God, she's back in town. Yeah, and it's... Like, looks aside, because again, we've established she's a pretty lady, but looks aside, she almost has like a girl on Facebook trying to be sexy, but she's on meth kind of vibe to her. Like, yeah, laying yeah, around. She, she and... has one of those, yeah, it's very much a thing of, wow, she's, she's really pretty. And then you read something she wrote and you're like, wow, she's really messed up. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> So Batman and Robin follow the Batometer to the uh, Gato and Shot Fur Company, the hideout of Catwoman. And yeah. we, get a little lang we get a little language lesson here where Batman's like, this has got to be the place. And Robin's like, why? And he's like, read the sign, chum. And he's like, Gato is cat in Spanish. And Shot is French for cat. This this could only be only the Catwoman would hide out here at the Cat and Cat Fur Company. Yeah, and Batman's, Batman's like, like, "Go ahead." No, Batman is just like, "That's right, chum. See, learning all those foreign languages has really paid off." And he's like, "See, see, Batman. What see, do we do see, now?" <laughs> so stupid. Yes, it was. Batman should have slapped him. <laughs> um, I like too how the cat and cat barely disguised in, in other languages for a company is down an alley 
is it because you're skinning cats in there when she's not using <laughs> it as a headquarters? Like this is weird. I, yeah. What kind of legitimate fur company is like, hey, we're like we're the rat and rat fur company. Yeah. What? It's, yeah. We're housed in a warehouse. It's it's not even a legitimate business. It's just it's just a brick and mortar warehouse down an alley. Yeah. Where they this is the room where we milk the rats. Just <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's the feds. <laughs> uh, what i don't understand everyone likes the rats but we don't like the rats milk yes <laughs> uh, nutritious and delicious so there's rats once give again, us back... milk <laughs> so once again back in gotham city yes <laughs> there's only one way in and it's through the door so instead of breaking it down we're going to use the bat beam in case it's a trap yeah, Batman comes up with a lot of shit this episode that every episode prior, he's just gone and done himself. Like, I've come up with a needlessly contrived way to track this crappy cat. And now we're going to use the bat beam to open a door when we previously I just went ahead Robin do it. Like, that's what he's here for. <laughs> that's right. Get out your batarang and go open the door. Just tap on it. <laughs> go hit it with um, this. <laughs> Till it so opens. The, the... They use the bat beam, which is again a, a laser beam, and it blows the door, the lock off the door or whatever, and it explodes. And like, well, it was a trap. We could have been killed or worse. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? So we could have been dead or not dead and just in <laughs> just in temporary pain. Yeah. Or worse, uh, we could have had to continue living. <laughs> <laughs> Batman takes a dark turn. Yes. So they walk inside the door. It locks behind them. So there's another sliding door that then traps them inside. They look at that for a second and they're just like, well, it's going to be harder to get out of here than it was to get in, I guess. And then Catwoman yeah. like talks to them over the over the speaker for a second. And then boom, trap door opens up right underneath them. They were standing in the perfect spot and they slide into a room in the catacombs of the building of course it has to be the catacombs yes and Catwoman talks with them so damn weird like you're like you know she's really beautiful and all but god I'm glad she's Batman's girlfriend not mine yeah plus she probably doesn't wear a seatbelt yeah <laughs> exactly so they're in a room in the catacombs here with like spikes on the walls and so you know those things are about to close in and sure enough, after some back and forth, the walls start closing in. So their plan to stop the walls closing is, in is Robin like jumps to the floor and like lays prone on the floor. And Batman like, sp like spreads his arms out to push the walls back. And he clearly yeah. can't do it. And I'm like, this is just, he's not this dumb. Like I realize everybody in Gotham City who isn't Alfred can barely function. But Batman isn't this stupid. Yeah, you know, he should have something in his utility belt, like pull out the bat shield and fold it out and like use that to block the something. You got to have something in there. Let me pull up my military grade laser gun and start just randomly firing. Not, I'm just going to hold the hold the walls with my arms. Me, yeah. a pathetically out of shape man. Yeah, so he's going to, I'll save you, Robin. You lay on the floor. I'll hold these walls back. Then he determines like, hey, wait a minute. These spikes are rubber. Oh, Catwoman's just messing with us. Yeah. 
and she's watching it with her goons and she's really into it and they're too oblivious to realize so we should probably go in the next room yeah this is about to get weird our weirdo boss is about to make things even more uncomfortable so she does by giving one of them a bomb to go like throw it into the room so he's got this big bowling ball that says bomb. bomb yeah uh, and so he goes and throws that in the room through a little two-way cat door. Yeah, it's like a little cat door, like a dog would go in and out of, or a cat would yeah. go out of to go use, to go like, I don't know why you have cat doors when you have litter boxes, but with dogs, you use them for them to go outside and poop. Yeah, so... Never understood cat doors, now that I think about it. Actually, our place has a little cat door in the, but it's inside on an inside door, so they must have kept the litter box, the previous people must have had a litter box in there and just kept the door shut so the cat could go in and out but you didn't have to smell it i guess we keep our litter box outside and that's why our cat's gonna eat us when we die (laughs) exciting so again though this cat door thing like it doesn't seem to be locked they could probably just escape through there at least robin could it's big enough for a person but anyway uh the bomb's a fake so again i got you it's got a little spring-loaded flag that pops out and says meow and scares the shit out of batman yeah yeah it does and she laughs because that's and the robin thing. laughs just... too <laughs> <laughs> well because it's a game of cat and mouse don't you know yes they say that at least 12 times yeah they really do beat the cat thing into the ground here <laughs> this is pretty cool she's like well now it's time for you to be alone or something and all of a sudden like the cone of silence comes down over robin just like a tube yeah from the ceiling and like sucks them up like although the cone of silence smart seem much sturdier than that yeah well it was the cone of silence is fantastic this thing was just a it's like a tube like one of those pneumatic tubes that they use in like costco or whatever to shoot pods of money and things around into the room you yeah know? it looks like an atm um, pod or like like when you go to the bank and it just shoots your cash up like it doesn't look like it would handle a full-grown man dressed in pantyhose yeah but it does so they suck and she's ah you fiend like what have you done with robin Uh." and she's like the walls like disappear or like get pulled aside and there's two doors yeah door batman i'm really stupid so when there was two doors and catwoman was like you have to make a choice i legitimately thought this reminds me of a story I read in high school, but I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they're referencing. The Lady and so, the Tiger. Behind one door is Catwoman. Behind the other door is a bat-eating tiger. That's just fucking laying there. <laughs> the tiger is just like, hey, how's it going? And and he's like, I'm like, I'm not really a gambler, he says, but uh, the odds are 50 50 or something like that's the odds are even so i'm gonna pick uh i guess he's not allowed to just like push both buttons at the same time and see see what happens so he i guess because he's a man of honor so he pushes one button and reveals of course the tiger the bat eating tiger so now it's like uh-oh and the tiger just oh, but... lays there and like licks its chops yeah eventually it gets up like as part of the cliffhanger it, like gets up and like walks out over the camera or whatever so which takes us to our cliffhanger, which says, have I mentioned that Catwoman's eyebrows are distracting as hell? 
You did, I think. Well, I don't okay. know if you said distracting as hell, but you did mention that she's got poorly groomed eyebrows. Yeah, she has eyebrows that are made to look kind of like a cat's eyebrows, I guess. I don't know what she was going for there, but it distracts. Anyhow, so our cliffhanger uh, this episode um, is basically like, will Robin never see Batman alive again? Will Batman ever see Robin alive again? Then it says, the answer to these and many other terrifying questions, I don't exactly know what that reference is, Tomorrow night, same cat time, same cat channel. Did you get it? Cat instead of bat? Oh my goodness, wait a minute, I just realized something. Cat and bat rhyme. Ah! Oh, awesome. I'm the world's greatest detective. <laughs> I read a Batman comic a while ago because I was like, I love Batman comics from the 50s and 60s. I wonder what a modern one is like. That was a mistake. Batman and Catwoman call each other bat and cat, and I was like, no. Nope. I'm out. Well, I'm all for needlessly shortening words that don't need to be shortened, but that's, yeah, maybe that's but too far. She could just call him Brew. <laughs> that's true. Well, so I guess that brings episode, us to the end of this episode. Yeah, that's episode 19? Yes. Episode 19. The perfect crime. The perfect crime. And that's our episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. Tune in next time. Same bat podcast station and time and whatever it usually is I say. That's usually more coherent than that. And we'll talk more about the next part, as well as many side tangents. Once again, follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows. And coming soon, our show on shows.com. We have the website. We have the hosting. We just have to write the write-ups for the shows. But coming soon. Uh, yeah, eventually. Someday. At some point. All right. See you next time, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham.